Welcome everyone to another fantastic episode. This is episode 51. Tonight's guest will be James Creechbaum. He's going to be talking to us about all sorts of paranormal uh, scary tales. So I hope you sit back and enjoy it because it's going to be a fantastic show. Stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of This Uncanny Earth, your weekly foray into the unknown, paranormal, and supernatural. As always, I am graced live in studio studio. with everybody's favorite arachnid himself, (laughs) Spider. What's going on, Spider? That's right. Well, uh, like I said, we're we're here in the same room, which doesn't usually happen as much anymore. Not at all. We're hanging out. We had some dinner, and we're enjoying this uh, early fall weather rolling through Ohio right now. It's nice. And um, we're ready for this show. I'm ready for this show. Ready. I was ready since 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 I since I heard about it. So, or since I uh, (laughs) I heard about it, since somebody told me about it. Somebody told me I was having a show. Somebody said, "Hey." Uh, so we're going to start off with a joke. Tonight's joke is a paranormal oh, joke. Oh, man. I got to actually sit and listen to it in person. <laughs> what do you call wood when it's scared? Spider. You don't know, do you? Petrified wood. <laughs> oh, petrified wood. Yes, folks. It is petrified oh, wood. Man, As always, better. dad jokes. Buddy jokes, all that brought to you by this uncanny earth. Tonight's guest, one of the finest of paranormal specialists, a great guy, somebody that uh, I was, I definitely had the pleasure to meet, um, get to know, good individual. Uh, I hope you folks give him the same amount of respect that we do because he's a good man. Ladies and gentlemen, from Dover, Ohio, James Creechbaum, ladies and gentlemen. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm, hey, uh, Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, no other place I'd rather be right now. Fantastic. We're definitely glad to have you on the show. Now, you won't be able to hear this until after, but with each guest, I give them a 15-second round of applause. We just gave you a 15-second round of applause. We do it every show. When we don't have a uh, a special guest, we do it for a man by the name of the Count St. Germain. We're big fans of the Count. Um, so tonight, James... We would like you to grace us with some of your kind of scariest paranormal tales to have our listeners on edge, because I know a lot of our listeners are excited that you're on the show, 
And if you're not excited that he's on the show, you should get yourself checked out because you're probably dead. So, without <laughs> okay. further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give you James Creechbaum. Okay, I, I'm going to start off with, this was an early, early, long, 30 years ago, matter of fact, investigation I did. It was in Connecticut, and I, I, was, I was living in the East Coast, and I'd work all week, and on the weekends, I would investigate. I would do it by myself. I had uh, three guys working for me, and they'd always make fun of me. You know, 30 years ago, it was paranormal was a lot different than it is now. It's a lot more acceptable, more people doing it. You know, it was kind of hush-hush back then, but I didn't care. They knew what I was doing. And they'd always, you know, fun me and stuff, make fun. So I said to them, you know, hey, you know, you're all big, tough guys. Why don't you just come with me and let's just see what's up, you know? And they said, okay, yeah, we'll go. So we go to this place, and it's called Barra Hack. You can look it up. I don't even think you can get there now. It's privately owned. But anyway, it was in the middle of nowhere in Connecticut, and you had to – I had to go to the library get some kind of a book to try to get a, you know, a good idea of where I got to go. It was I had to find this big oak tree on a dirt road around a turn in your park, <laughs> and you, and you get out and you hike a mile and a half in the woods. So, okay, we get there. We and I timed it just right. So when we get to the spot, uh, it was dark, just about dark, and this this was. Uh, back in the 1600s so it was like there's a lot of history there a lot of lore and legends and stuff so anyway we're there we're not there about a minute and there's these ungodly noise i mean it sounded like uh, the devil was getting his tooth pulled i mean it was it was just horrid and i turn around i knew what it was i knew what it was you know i turned around to tell the three guys and all i seen was well <laughs> I seen the backside of them, all three of them running. I mean, full sprint, like four, like Forrest Gump, you know, out of that was, yeah, no, seriously, they were gone. I, I didn't get a chance to say, you know, tell them what it was. They were gone. Once they heard them noise, they sprinted out of there so bad. I, it was hilarious. So I kept on investigating. You know, I seen a couple of shadows, a couple of EVPs. It was a pretty good place, you know. So anyway, I just laughed. I, I come, I get back to my, my truck. And there's all three sitting in the truck with my in my truck with the doors locked. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what? What is going on? What is this? You know, you're a big tough guy. You know, you make fun of me all the time. You guys run, and and what they heard was deer rut. It was rut season, and deer were rutting and making all kind of godly noise. And they, and they were they were, yeah, they were town folk. They didn't know what it was. You know, and I didn't get a chance to tell them. That was hilarious. I was like, jeez. So anyway, that that was kind of an old one, but you know, I I uh, I've done a lot of stuff. I help people with paranormal problems, and I I got to tell you, there's not much I haven't seen or did, and it's there's a lot of scary stuff out there. It's not to be taken lightly, honestly. Right. I mean, there's a lot. I, I can look back at some of it and laugh now, but at the time when you're in the moment, it's not it's not too funny. Yeah, not, uh, not at all. Hmm. Not at all. As a matter of fact. Um, <clears throat> Last, I, I keep a log of every one of them so I can tell you it was last uh, August. It, yeah, it was last August 2018. On a Thursday, I think it was the 5th or 7th or something like that. A friend of mine, she says, hey, you know, remember that that case that you put a bunch of prayers up that you, did, you couldn't go, but you 
you put a bunch of prayers up for the team that you know and all them people. And this was back in January. But this was August when she's telling me this on a Thursday. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's six months ago. If I try to go back one month in my group where I got posts, and you're like 20 posts a day times six months, my phone freezes up. I can't go back a month. Like, how the heck did she go back six months and find that one post? And and then she wanted me to show her pictures of the, the evil that was there because I had pictures. I was like, no, I, ain't, I can't show you that because, you know, people don't realize – Evil, real evil has no time relevance. They can come out uh, of videos and pictures. They they live on a different laws of physics than we do. So, you know, I'm not going to show people this stuff because it could, it could hurt them. Right, right. A living hell for real. So I was like, no, I'm not going to show you these. But I was like blown away, blown away because I was like, how did she? That's almost impossible to do. So I didn't think much of it. And I was at 7 p.m. on Thursday. I guess really freaky. At seven fifteen p.m., my good friend who owns this team, who I I advise him for, and and, uh, and that's Archangel Paranormal Society. And my friend Tony calls me. He says, "Hey, remember that case you helped me a lot on with prayers and stuff back in January?" I was like, "Uh, yeah, why?" He goes, "Well, I got to go back there." He, he goes, "You didn't get a chance to come. We really need you to come this time." And uh, take care of this problem. Well, when he told me that, I I about fell out of the freaking couch because what is the listen? There's that's not a coincidence. That's that's you know you know what I mean. Like that evil already knew that evil knew I was going to be coming before I even knew anything about any of it. Fifteen minutes later, he calls me. I about fell out of the couch. I was like, "Are you wow? This is freaky." So I said, "Okay, yeah, you know, I'll I'll come." All right, sure. So then it gets even weirder because the lady that that asked me about the prayers back in uh, January, she started that evil started channeling through her and talking through her to me, and that's where it really got freaky because it was like it, you know, it it knew when I was coming, and I didn't even know when I was coming. It knew when I was coming. It was mocking me and all kind of crazy stuff. You know, it was like, wow, this is really getting. This is getting like, uh, you know, you can't make this stuff up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So then my other psychic that I know that lives clear across the country, I hadn't talked to him about two months. She just calls me up out of the blue and she goes, Are you going to go there? Are you going to go somewhere? <laughs> where I'm like, Oh, I was like, Oh, my. I said, Are you are you serious? She goes, Yeah. She goes, I got this, she goes, I got this vision that you're going. Now she, now, like the light, the light and the good channels through her, but the evil channel through my other friend who's a psychic. It was free. It was like there was a good and a bad. They were both right there. I'm gone. When I'm going, all this, I was the last person to know all this stuff. And it's freaking me out. And she goes, Yeah, are you going to go to this place? I'm like, Yeah, how do you know? She goes, I've just got these visions. I'm like, Oh boy, you you guys and your visions are killing me. So, uh, so I got all the information I could, you know, I, she gave me the name of the, of the, the uh, beast that was there and everything, which is huge, you know, so that was, and she was a remote viewer and she described, she described the room. It was hiding in and everything to a T. So now I got all this information. I'm like, gee, man, you know, after you don't, it's hard to say that and think about it, but when you're living in a moment, when that stuff happens, Man, I'll tell you what, I just sit back and think about this. Like, what is this? This stuff is really, for the, this is real stuff people don't realize, you know. So I'm like, oh, so anyway, I, I make sure 
the, the team that was assisting me, I make sure that they knew what was up, what was going on. If you even have an inch of doubt, wavering your faith or anything, do not go. I won't let you go because this, you know, this, this is, this is no joke. This stuff can mess up your whole family, you lose your job, your pet, your dog, everything, you know? So everybody was good, prepared. So we finally get to go there. I decided right then and there, I'm not taking no chances. I'm, I'm, I'm loading the big guns. And when I say the big guns, I take, um, I got a humidifier and I take that with a couple gallons of, of holy water. And I, I load the humidifier right up when I, with if there's something real serious and just let that humidifier put that holy water all through the house, you know? And, uh, so I was prepared. We were all prepared. So we get there and it's a long dirt driveway and we get halfway down and I was like, Oh, stop this car. I was like, it's like, <laughs> um, car. Because I got a lot of psychic abilities too. I could feel it. Like it was, you know, people talk about that stuff, but honest to God, that dirt road, it was it was as if something invisible just slapped me right in my face. I was like, oh my God, stop this car. So we got we got, we got out of the car and I had to make give everybody a double check, let them know, look, last chance, man, because once you go through them that threshold of that door, it's all over. It's like uh, you know, you can't put that toothpaste back. You're you're all in. It's it's it. So everybody was good. So we get in there. It was like, oh my goodness, that place was palpable with just, just rotten evil. It was just you could smell it even. It was so pungent. And uh, so we're getting going and doing it and everything. I'm doing my thing. I got my assistants. I get, they all got jobs to do. We're all doing our thing like a well-oiled machine. And, and this evil man is trying to get to. Me. I got myself well protected, but it's getting in my head. It's making me stutter, and it's making you know. It was rough. It was a real spiritual battle. I got to tell you, it was a rough one. And uh, we got through it okay. Evicted the evil and everything. Get home. And there's always what I call fallout. People don't realize the sacrifices that, that I go through. Like there was a huge fallout every time I, I face this stuff. And I knew it was coming. It just, it, it just you got to wait and see what it is and and what happened. And that, the, the following 10, 10 days, I had 17 friends that just totally turned on me and dumped me for nothing. I mean, matter of fact, a couple of my, our last conversation was, Hey, you know, hope you feel better. I'm going to pray for you, you know? And, uh, that was the wrong thing to say, I guess, because that got me booted, banned. Don't want to talk to you no more. See you later. It's just part of the, part of the nature of the beast, I guess. But, and, and that's what happened, you know? So that was a crazy one. There was a lot more stuff to it, but that was, there were so many things that one was saying to, Neither one of those psychics should have knew anything because I hadn't talked to them in months. You know, they shouldn't have knew personal stuff about me, where I was going, what I'm doing. It was just crazy. And uh, so that was that was back in uh, August, last August. It's crazy that it's, it was almost a, it's almost a year, like we're just a, a, a week or so off from that. It's almost like the year anniversary of that. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely correct. And, and you know, it was two weeks after that. I went to a place uh, with uh, friends of mine for Opit, a team there, and they invited me to come and guest investigate and stuff. And it was at uh, Gretchen's Lock, which is a very haunted place. And I'd never been there before. So I was excited. So, okay. So I get there. And it's kind of like down by the river, down in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's like a state park and stuff. Mm-hmm. Get there. And I can. The thing is, I can feel spirits, see spirits, and I can just tell where they're at and how bad they are, level up, all that. I it, I don't know how to describe it, but it just is what it is. And um, 
And I got there, I was like, oh, my God, this place got a lot of history. Jeez, I can feel them, you know. And I asked the lady, I said, you know, has this place got a lot of history of bloodshed? So, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 I thought so. I was just curious. I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> I want to camp there. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. that it, it got campsites there. So what we did camp there, and I was like, uh, it, it's like – it was like going to Cleveland Stadium. You're in the middle of the 50 yard line, and you think you're by yourself in the middle of nowhere in a campground, but you got 70,000 people looking at you. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Oh, my goodness. So we're there, and uh, we go to this one place, this old building. It's probably 200 years old. I'm like, oh, boy. So I'm gonna... And the lady was with me. I told her, I said, you know, there's some spirits in there. I can feel them. She goes, no. I said, yeah. <laughs> so we go in this building. <laughs> We go in this building, and there was four of them. It was about, oh, this is a pretty good-sized building. We all got it out in the bottom, like an old brick or stone building. Windows out of and stuff. And uh, it was about, I'm going to say, 15, 20 yards from me over. And they was, like, uh, cowering over in the corner. Like, they didn't want to be seen. And I was like, they're over there in that corner. I can see them. She said, I don't see them. Well, I said, believe me, they're there. So I took my camera, I always, when I kind of investigate, I'll take two or three pictures in a row from the same position. Don't move in a row. That way, if you get something in one picture, the odds are it's pretty, it, it validates pretty much. It could be something, you know what I mean? Or if you don't have nothing in the other picture. So I didn't think nothing of it. I figured, cause the thing is I've seen so many spirits. I've talked to them and sometimes I'll say, yeah, you can take my picture. Sometimes they say no, but even if they say yes and, they just don't show up sometimes on camera. I don't know what it is about. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. I didn't think nothing of it. A month later, I look at the pictures, and lo and behold, there's a big old face of a lady. The hair, that's the same lady I seen. She was in one of the pictures. I was i was blown away by it. Jeez. Now, so you, you're down there camping, and you're down there at night, presumably. Yeah. Like, if you're, you know, obviously, if you're camping, you're going to be doing all night. Um, <clears throat> is this... Was was the spirits and, and things like that? Is that something that goes around the clock? Like you said that 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 evil has no time frame. Now, do spirits because they were once people? Do they, do they have a time frame? So, like, does did the spirits like kind of dissipate at a certain time to a certain time, or is it just a consistent uh, have- thing? Spirits have no time frame either, and that okay. that's a and it's a misnomer about investigating at night. I've seen probably as many, if not more, in the daytime. Um, it's I do know it's easier sometimes with some equipment to catch spirits at night because of of the different lighting, like infrared or FLIRs and and the uh, ultraviolet um, spectrum and stuff. Sometimes it's easier to catch catch spirits at night on on different types of equipment but as far as i mean spirits everywhere all the time matter of fact uh, i you know give you a little scenario when i go to walmart i'll sit in my vehicle 10 minutes because i know walmart is loaded with spirits i don't know what it is about walmart but there is a lot of spirits in walmart man walmart is a scary place we were just there today i'm terrified to go in (laughs) and i don't even see spirits and i'm terrified to go in that place (laughs) i i am telling you man i I get myself ready i I try to view it everything i can before some you know sometimes i don't even go to walmart sometimes i have to leave it just don't feel right (laughs) honestly i I, i'll just leave (laughs) back another day or something that's because it's walmart and sometimes i wonder if all those walmarts are built over burial grounds or cemeteries but you know right and and see if people could see 
and feel what I see and feel all the time, they'd be insane or blown away because there's a lot of earthbound spirits and they, they're everywhere, man. They're, they're all over the place. And what you don't realize, a lot of people got attachments and stuff and they, or they have spirits following them. So you've got all these people in Walmart and let's face it. There's a lot of people in Walmart that do a lot of bad things. So it opens you up to attachments and other spirits following you. So mm. you, you get where I'm going with this. There's a mm. lot. That's why there's a lot of spirits spirits in walmart and a lot of them are let's face it they're not of the positive quality so well, it is you know <laughs> it's bad enough the living people now 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 you, now you gotta worry about the attachments they're bringing you know Jeez. i never thought about that i mean out of all the stores a lot of times you get a lot more negativity in a walmart because people assume oh yeah we're gonna go here we're gonna get cheap stuff man i don't like walmart man right. i love walmart but man the prices whatever and so all the negative energy will build up you would think that that would make sense as like a right. nexus especially for, when uh, it's in mass like when people feel that in mass and they're just like mm-hmm. i hate walmart and then you're like but but and then all of a sudden next thing you know everybody gets gets spirit attachments at the walmart mm-hmm. so you go in for cheap stuff and then leave with a spirit attachment that should be walmart's <laughs> new slogan I am telling you, it's a store that keeps giving. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> you, you know, people just don't, people don't realize that. You know, uh, psychic mediums, I know they got to know. Uh, like I mean, they, they got to know. They, they have to know. And it, it's just the nature of the beast. It just is what it is. You know, I, I protect myself as if I'm going on a serious investigation with some nasty spirits. Before I go into Walmart, <laughs> I, I just See, I'm going to start doing that myself. I'm going to start doing that myself too. I don't like going in there. We were in there. It's funny you bring up Walmart because we were in there today. Actually, we were just because we had to get some stuff. Um, so we were in there walking around, and I'm just like, man, I really don't like this place. It's weird, <laughs> and, and I think what it is too is like, uh, you know, for folks like myself and Spider, we don't we don't see the spirits and things like that. I'm not professing that I've ever seen them. It's just it's just not something I see. But you go in there and you see like the low morale that you see on employees' faces. You see people like getting into borderline fists. Some people do get into fist fights yeah. at the Walmart, oh, yeah. and people get oh, yeah. shot at the Walmart. Yeah. So it's like it almost is like the the it it it, it perpetuates that sort of like just be mean, be jerks. You know, because most of the stuff there is cheap. I don't really know too much stuff there that isn't cheap. Um, even stuff that looks the same that, you know, we would get at Sears when Sears was open. Um, it could be the same product, but the one that goes to Walmart is going to be more likely to break than the one that's at Sears. So that's it. I, it makes sense when you say that there's a lot of entropy. bad spirits there. What? The entropy. Yeah. That's right. Walmart's exactly. a, a center for entropy. I think we just solved it. We I have. think now we know why it's the same product in both places, but it's worse for Walmart. And then, the and then tomorrow when the men in black knock on our door, we'll realize why. <laughs> I'm going to send him to James' house. Yeah, we're sending him to your house, James, since you set it's us okay. up for, for that one. That's all right. You listen, Walmart is like the urban, if you will. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> but I mean... It's it's just the 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 what we live and I think and I think I've talked about this before. I think as we kind of push forward with the tech and with the with the the mass consumption and the and the mass production, we sort of leave away the mom and pop stores. We sort of push away the spirituality, and so we usher in sort of a of a 
soulless uh, enigma. Yeah. And people don't. And and I and I'm willing to bet like people you know because I have family that are from West Virginia, and they lived there back in the 1800s, and uh, I'm willing to bet that they made a lot of poultices and they kind of took from the earth and and they probably saw more spirits and they had, you know, different visions and sights and sounds because I think when you have these these cell towers and you have all these like electronic and, and everything runs kind of interference and radio waves and everything else. I think that dampens our uh, ability to see these spirits, unless they're folks like yourself and other psychic mediums like that. But I think for a lot of people, they just, you know, cause they, they got their faces in their phones and uh, they have their faces in the TV or the game system and they don't stop to think what's around them. And, and that's both good and bad. You know, you don't, I don't want people because like you said, if people would just, if I was walking through the Walmart one day and just saw a spirit, I would probably be like, well, I'm never shopping at this Walmart ever again. <laughs> I knew it. James called it. Uh, but I think now that we're progressing, we're losing some of that old world. I think in the old world, they were more likely to see spirits, talk to the deceased, talk to, you know, see, see demons, see entities, see this and see that. As opposed to this day and age, you just, people are so... Uh, narcissistic with themselves that they don't see that kind of stuff anymore and i think it's 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 a dying kind of of aspect i mean you have plenty of your paranormal like zach baggins and and things like that that try to sensationalize it and you know i saw a meme once that said what they what they think we do and it was like zach baggins all like scared looking like somebody's gonna push him uh and then it was just somebody sitting in a room with an evp recorder that said this is what we actually do and I and you know I, I thought it was kind of funny because they make probably the paranormal is probably maybe a million to a billion dollar industry. I wouldn't be able to quote you specifics, but you know, like you said, thirty years ago that wasn't the case. Because I've heard, you know, my mother's told me stories about a house she lived in that was haunted. Like she would hear the door close for no reason at night, footsteps, like people running around upstairs when nobody, you know, when there was nobody upstairs. So I think that, that we've lost a bit of that, like, intuition, so to speak. And maybe that evil is now so, like, running kind of the show, and we just don't see it, so we can't really fight something we can't see. Well, we've been reconditioned and dumbed down, and, and a lot, a big part of that is technology. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it, you know, our senses are more, like you said, let's face it, nine and a half out of ten people got a phone, even seven-year-old kids got them now, so everybody's... Mm-hmm. Everybody is conditioned to look at the phone and you're not paying attention to your environment around you so much. Like, right. listen, I just, just 30 years ago was a big difference. Even yeah. 20 years, 20 even years 20 ago. years, 20 years ago. Um, now I can remember, I was going to say, I remember when I was a kid, um, we had a rotary phone. We did too. And I, and yeah, we had one too. I remember my grandma had one. So like whenever I wanted to call, call my house or like call my friends, I'd have to do the whole yeah, right. uh, then right. she got the cordless phone that had the real huge long antenna that if you got too yeah. far away from it it would just shut off yeah 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 it looked like the um uh mash unit uh walkie-talkie field walkie <laughs> or the or the or the uh don johnson uh miami vice phone that he always <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good one um but i th- i think that you know with when, when it comes to technology it's both a blessing and a curse because Technology is enabling you and I and, and my buddy Spider here to have this fantastic conversation we're having. And it's also enables me to go online and do a lot of research, a lot of reading. I get multiple viewpoints, so I'm not like just one spot getting a biased information. But 
on the flip side of that, it's you, especially with social media, I think. You get a lot of people out there who just push these opinions. They push these beliefs. They take not, they take a bunch of selfies and they're very narcissistic in what they do. And so, like I said, I think technology is both a blessing and a curse in oh, that aspect. It, it's like anything else, Robert. Everything you can see and feel in front of you, all around you, 24-7, there's always a positive, a negative, a good and a bad, an evil, whatever you want to call it. There has to be balance. There's always in everything you can see, even with technology and information, just like you said, it's all in the person and their intent. Mm -hmm. So I know that. So I'm like you. I use this technology for information or research or whatever. Some people use it to troll people or, or scam people or hack people. It's all in the intent that you got the good and the bad. It's like everything else is good and bad and everything. But what's the scary part is if you look at the totality of it, there's probably it probably seems like there's a lot more bad than good when it comes to technology because a lot of mm -hmm. let's face it, they're not using it for the right purposes, a lot of people. Maybe it does balance out. I don't know, but I just right. know that it's like anything else. It's it's how you use it in your intent. Right. I I definitely agree with you. Um, now, we want to hear some more. Uh, okay, some I got some conversation. We we want to hear something that that's gonna make our viewers either completely never listen to us again or get so hooked that they can never stop listening to us. Okay, I went to. Let's see. Here's another case I went to. This was in February. This case. Um, oh Lord. I, listen, won't carnate there. I'm just going to put it right out there. Okay. Uh, this family, there was a family of eight that lived in this house. Uh, the, the team, uh, team I know, they asked me if I could come and, and help. And I said, okay, you know, just give me some about a week to get myself right and prepare and stuff. So we go there. Well, here, let me backtrack a little bit. Not my girlfriend now, but I my she's my ex now. But five minutes before they come to pick me up to go there, time she just for no I swear to you no rhyme or reason we never had a fight and everything was perfect. Uh, just boom, kicked me out. Everything like it was crazy, right? We wasn't living good enough, but she I mean she just changed the phone number and everything it was just hmm. it was freaky. It was freaky and bizarre yeah. no rhyme or reason. Now, this is five minutes before I get in the car to go help. That's how e evil will try to throw you off your game. Now, I've got now it's a three hour car ride to this place. And now this just happened five minutes before I get in the car. So you can see how that's going to try to mess me up mentally to face to do what I have to do. And you got to be on top of your game. You can't be, you know, distraught or depressed and all that stuff, or you might as well just turn around and stay home. But you know what? I kept it together. I was like, I, I was expecting something to come. I wasn't expecting that, but so prepared anymore. I'm just numb to it. So I went on with it. We got there, and um, I could feel there was this this place had a lot of real evil in there. I put it like it was a family of eight all sleeping in one room. I mean, that's 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 horrible. You know, it's easy to uh, come to create some negativity with that many people in an enclosed space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? It's very hard to keep the negativity out, the evil out, because eight people, you've the odds are so great that somebody's personality is of a negative narcissist kind or a, or a Debbie Downer 
or somebody out of them eights doing drugs or doing something they shouldn't be doing or to attract <laughs> this stuff. So the odds, it's hard. Right. It's hard to keep that stuff out because the odds are a lot higher. You got eight people, you know. So, and and they hadn't had peace in years. So I get there and that, again, good Lord, I could feel it. As soon as I get out of the car, it was palpable. And um, I walked through and I was like, oh boy. I, I There was four spots. I felt that there was portals. I'm pretty spot on. I'm never, usually never wrong, but I don't go by that. I don't go by that psychic stuff. I don't, you know, it, to me, it's just a guideline that I go by, but I, I just don't say, okay, it's that. And that's it. I can't be wrong enough. I'm not like that. I like to validate with two or three other things. And there was another um, person on the team that had pretty good abilities. And I said, I'm, and I didn't tell him that. And I said, I want you to walk around and mark where you think if you, if you think there's any, let me know. Sure enough, the same exact places uh, they thought was portals I did too. And then, on top of that, I got a way I check. And I checked with a device I used, two device, two different devices actually, and they all confirmed. So that's four, two people and two devices that confirmed all four places, same places. So to me, that's, I don't, I've got nothing else to use. So I'm, I'm going to go with that, right? And uh, so, you know, I did, we did what we had to do. I did the blessings and stuff. And, and, and uh, I, I get to, and I got to, I, I close these portals and they're very, it's very hard to close them. I mean, it takes a lot of energy. I, I channel a lot of energy from the universe through me and psychically and close these portals. And it, it takes a lot out of me uh, just to do one takes a lot, but they have four. So, and one of them was really big. It took me two or three tries to get it smaller and smaller. I finally got it shut. And um, so I, I got it all shut and everything. Well, we're in the, we're in the basement of this place. Team member. And um, it is, you could hear a needle drop. And all of a sudden you could hear this. <laughs> it was freaky. I mean, the the team uh, member jumped about three feet, and I said, "That's the worst thing you can do show any fear." And they're like, oh, "Yeah, well." They, as they're going up the steps and out the door, they're like, "Yeah, okay, see you later." You know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> it was just I mean, to tell you that was a that was a bone chilling. Like I can't even I can't justify how the noise it made. It was like. It, it was has such vibration to it, like it almost made your tonsils vibrate to hear it. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it like a, vibrate. Oh, it's, it's like, give me chills. It's like bass in a car. Like when you when you have deep bass in a car, your your body kind of vibrates. And sometimes, like if it's real hit, heavy hitting bass, your your throat will kind of kind of vibrate. Yeah. So yeah, I know what you mean. And it was like one note, long drawn out, like. Err. It was like oh, nope. I've been like that guy. I'm like I'm out. Jumped out the window. Jumped out. <laughs> no, done. Call me, call me. Burn the house down. <laughs> oh my goodness! Now, and then um, I have a quick question because I wanted to ask this before I forget. I don't mean to interrupt you, by the way. But uh, but these portals, kid, is it something you sense or can you physically see them? Is it like an alteration in the in the air? Like so, how do you know? Uh, hey, or how, do how you know? I know? Yeah. I, what I do before I ever go on any investigations, I'll have the people take a picture of every room in their house and their, and their yard. And I'll look at these pictures and I can, man, I can, I don't know what it is. I, I can't describe it. I can't put it in. I can't, uh, 
I can't prove it, but I can, I'm telling you, once I look at them pictures, I can pretty much, it's like, I don't know, it's like, um, it's like if you look, to me, it's like if you had a picture, black, all picture of all black, and it was a little white dot, it's that white dot. Well, that's what it's like to me with these portals. It just, they just stick out to me on a picture. And even I don't even have to see them. I can feel them. Like, I can just feel them. I don't know. I can't. I can't, um, I don't have any data I can prove this to other than I can back, back it up with, like, I'll take a um, pendulum and, <clears throat> and to try to check to see if I'm right. And I've, I've never been wrong yet, but the pendulum, I'll hold it steady, won't move it. And if it starts going clockwise, that is what they call an open portal. And what that is, that could be like a highway of paranormal activity. Spirits could come in good, bad, ugly ones, you know, 24-7. God knows what could come through them things, you know. And and and, and plus, we use EMF meters. And, and if there's anybody else on the team that's got pretty good abilities, I'll have them, you know, check. So we're trying to validate many, as many times with many different things as possible. And, and that's what that's how I do it. Okay. It was funny because we was in the basement, and I and this is another we was in the basement with that one huge portal, and I've got the pendulum straight out, and I'm just walking real slow to see if it starts moving, in case there was any I'd missed, you you know. So I get to where I think there's one at, and I walk by it a little bit, and in your mind. I've got the pendulum straight out. It's not moving or nothing, but I'm walking. So it's moving with me, but it's not spinning or nothing. Just It's just um, hanging straight down. Well, I walked by, by where I thought the portal was. As if there was a visible hand that grabbed that pendulum. And as I walk, the pendulum's it's bending. It, it looks like somebody's lifting the pendulum up. <laughs> okay, you get what I'm saying? Jeez. Like there's nothing. Right, and the teammate was like, their eyes were like bugging out. Like they go, are you seeing this? I'm like, yeah, I see. It. <laughs> you're holding said, it. Yeah. Of course you're seeing it. But yeah, I'm waiting for it to touch my arm and I might, you know, go out, take a little air break myself. <laughs> I was like, wow. Now, we you didn't, know that? Uh, didn't mean to interrupt you from what you were talking about. I just was kind of curious oh. how that works. Um, continue. So you're, you're closing these portals in this house. Yes. And and that was funny because that big one down to that big one, it took me three tries. And I, I got to tell you, it really, it takes a lot out of me. Plus, on top of that, I've got these, the evil spirits that's by the portal or in the house or coming in through that portal. They're trying to bombard me and rush me and trying to get in my brain, trying to mess me up. It's a serious battle. It's crazy. And But this is all going on at the same time. It's It's like I've got all these forces going against me. But we got through it, got it done. I get upstairs. That was a tough one, too. Get to the last portal, which was right in the living room, right over the giant uh, table. As soon as I got that closed, I got that closed up. I did did a house blessing, uh, holy water, anointing oil, sage. uh, Did it all, you know, got all that done. Right when I was done, the curtain come off of the big window it came off and a ray of light come in that house and it was like it was like a pure love of god come through that house i swear to you and it just 
enveloped everybody and just overflow everybody. It was the most amazing, mind-blowing thing. Not only could you see it, you could feel it. I mean, it was blown away. The people were the family of eight was blown away. The team of four was blown away. I was like, wow. I mean, this is amazing stuff. You can't write this. It, ultra, it, it was just amazing. And, and the, you know, the family was in tears. They was happy. Everything. My God, they hadn't been hadn't had peace in her life in like six, seven years. You know, it was, it was a beautiful thing. It really was. And, and uh, there was a portal out in the garage too. That was a tough one. I'm out there trying to close it. And uh, a uh, two by four falls off the shelf. It's like mysteriously, you know, Oh Lord. It was, that gets your attention when you're doing that yeah, stuff. It tries to, it tries to, tries to distract you or stop you or throw That's you off your game. Distraction, try yeah. to get your attention on something else. And you, so you lose the mojo kind of, <clears throat> yeah, it's an easy way to distract right. somebody loud noises. Okay. Now, you know, I, I pretty much, that was probably a uh, seven, eight hours to do all that. I just try to cram it all into one. There was a lot going on there, but there's just so much. I mean, you, you're hearing these growls, you got something, you know, I'm walking by, something's got, grabbed a hold of my pendulum, so it's not straight down no more. It's coming up, almost going to hit my arm <laughs> if I keep moving, but there's nothing there. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. You know, board falls off the shelf mysteriously. There's no yeah. wind. <laughs> you know, it just comes off there. Oh, my goodness. So that was a beautiful thing that got that done. Um, you know, again, you know, there was fallout from that. A couple other friends, just same thing. Plus, I lost a girlfriend on that one, so that that was hard. But that was actually that was a blessing to lose the girlfriend. It really was, and the weird part was, um, that was in February and January. I had a, these psychic friends of mine. I'll tell you, I had one call me up out of the blue. I hadn't talked to him for a while, and they described to me the love of my life. Described to a T, and I and and I hadn't talked to this friend of psychic. They just get these visions. And they feel like they got to call me up and they get them about <laughs> me. Oh my god! So anyway, and, and I was at my ex's house, and I looked over and I'm like, nope, that's complete opposite of what you just described. <laughs> but I, I didn't say anything. I just shaking my head, and my ex goes, "What?" <clears throat> He goes, what was that all about? I was like, ah, oh, nothing, just a bad joke, you know. I didn't think I wasn't gonna say nothing. You know, right. what do you say? I guess she was the bad joke. Yikes! Oh, that was <laughs> ironic because, and then that February twenty fifth, I she dumped me, and, and the, here's the the ironic, beautiful part of it. Uh, that was a blessing to get her to boot me. That truly was a blessing. I look back now, I was like, I was just stupid, you know. But um, my girlfriend today. Exactly how this is psychic it describes <laughs> to a T physically to a T. So I'm with the love of my life now. So that was that's that was a blessing. And you know, you just don't know. Everybody knows where I'm going, who my girlfriends are, and everything before I know. <laughs> um, I, I'm and, always the last. You can, you can feel oh, free man. to give her a shout out if you want. I mean, I, I see you uh, posting some songs to every now and again. So if you want to give her a shout out, go ahead. Addy, I love you to death. <laughs> There you go. There it there is. You heard it here first on the show. <laughs> that's that's right. Love is in the air she's here a, on on this uncanny earth. She's a sweet, amazing lady. She really is. And, and um, God, it was a that was a blessing. I, you know what? God did me a favor. Had that evil have her dump me. You know, at the time you don't think so. You're like, no, what the heck? 
you know, like, what's going, what's going on? But yeah, I look back like, boy, was I stupid, you know? And we all have that. I mean, I think, I think we could probably fill the show about some of the poor relationship choices. I mean, I know I could. Speaking from experience, I definitely um, <clears throat> am thankful for for the exes I got rid of. Because man, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna call them out here because it's been it's been a long time ago. But uh, but yeah, they they, they were kind of like negative attachments. You know, that's what happens when you don't gel with somebody and you just kind of like you're just kind of well, in it. You know what I mean? With no feeling. It's it's just how it is. Yeah, yeah and then you got. Um, if you if your girlfriend or whoever's got a lot of pride or jealousy or, or greed or narcissist or ego, these things are all negative and they 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 end up biting somebody in the old butt somewhere down yeah. the line. They end up making somebody mad. You when your family members, you know, and then if if your family members, you know, if you don't get along with her family, it, it's it's really like you know people don't understand how serious relationships can get. And the thing is, some people just stay out of uh, complacency. Mm. They're just they're they're happy to be there, but they don't understand that it's it's physically breaking them down to a level that you know. I mean, let's let's rule out the the the, the sort of spirit attachments and and that. Let's just go baseline. You know, once it starts playing with your like emotions and your you know, it's starting to affect your work. It's starting to affect your health. You know what I mean, and and that's not even counting. That's not even put, putting into the the negativity that can cause spirits, that can cause portals, that can cause all these bad things to happen. But just on an everyday level, you know, I've I have friends that have had bad relationships, and you can tell the mood shifts from when they're <clears throat> not fighting, when they're when they when they think that they're happy with this person they're with, and they're like, yeah, it's it's going great. But then you see that dynamic shift, the one eighty. Into like the the low posture, the 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 kind of sad expression, and you already know immediately by the look on their face, by the sad posture, by the way they're carrying themselves, you got some negativity going on, man. And it's not good for you. It's not good for you in the slightest. No, and, and with what I do in my life to help people with best, I can't have no negativity in my life at all. Oh. I can't. I, I, I can't afford it. Not friend wise, not nothing. And that, my girlfriend, man, she's, she's a very positive, amazing lady. I uh, wish I'd met her years ago, but you know, it's a blessing. And, and you know, I got to say this it, with all this crazy psychabilities I've got or whatever. And I can see a lot of stuff and things, but it comes to myself. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm going, where I'm going, who my girlfriend's going to be, where I'm going to be at. But me, I'm the last <laughs> That's so freaky. That's true because because you're you're so you you've you've lived with yourself, your being for however old you are, you know what I mean. So any kind of like feelings towards yourself are offset by the fact that you're sort of numb to your own physical being because you've lived that you've lived the trials and tribulations, and so you're not so quick to you know sit back and and. And be like, I know what's, you know, you think you know what's best for you. We all, don't we? We always think we know what's best for us. That pride comes on in and says, hey, let's do it this way. You know, because you're, because, you know, especially when, when you're kids, I could, I could tell you stories about me being in my 20s, being a knucklehead, mm. you know, and, and just being a big old goofball. And then now I look back at myself and I'm like, I don't know if I would like myself at 20 years old. I might want to fight myself at 20 years old. <laughs> I'd tell myself to get off my yard. I'd tell myself get to get out. Lawn. Go do something with your life. Um, you know, because that's us when we're, when we're young. But, I mean, in all honesty, we still make mistakes 
today. Mm-hmm. We still a little bit oh, of yeah. pride will creep in on us. We think we're big bad, and and then life kind of says, well, you're not as bad as you thought you were. Pow! Next thing you know, you're building yourself back up. It's a constant evolution of person, of 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 your character, and like you said, you can't have any of that negativity from anything, mm-hmm. especially with what you're doing. I mean, you right. know. You look at somebody that works, let's say the stock market. Let's say that's what they, 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 they do that. And, you know, we all know that we've seen stock stock guys that just lose all their money. Mm-hmm. They commit suicide. You know yes. what I mean? And they get all this negativity in them, and then, you know, that's a wrap. So if, if the, you know, if you think, like, you know, your job, you know, being negative at your job is, is going to bring you down, then you meet somebody like yourself, James, that deals with some serious things that people don't see every day that affect their lives from the day to day. You know, you can imagine what negativity does in that realm. And it's interesting too. Um, even, uh, even if you're for people out there who aren't particularly real religious, um, the concept of seven deadly sins is still kind of a common sense thing because all these things are negative stuff that people go through. Uh, like gluttony is kind of like addiction and things like that, and uh, and lusting after stuff. All this stuff kind of breeds negative energy. So even if you don't look at it um, from a, a spiritual aspect, you still kind of have to look at it from a what's healthy for your mind kind of aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't think about it. They'll discount all that because, oh, yeah, well, whatever. This is all spiritual, whatever, and I don't got to worry about it. But it's, it's common sense almost. Yep. Um, and people have a lot of these in differing amounts all the time. People... People get into, uh, especially in the modern age, we've got access to so many things and so many things to to lust after, to to be envious of, and and all that other stuff, and and to be violent about, and and different things like that. And people don't think about all that. Hey, and, and you know, here's a kind of a metaphor of what's going on. This earth that we're on, it, it's a big ball, like a, like a hamster on a hamster wheel. You're spinning around. It's like, it's like a big karma wheel. You're here. And all the mistakes, we all make mistakes, we all sin every day. The key is to recognize these mistakes, learn from them so you don't keep repeating them and repeating them, and to better yourself. And and, to, and by you bettering yourself, you better your life, you better people's lives all around you. And I can assure you of this, whatever you put out in the universe, your thoughts or your words, the universe will give it back to you. So if you're a negative person, that's what you're going to get. If you if you wake up every day, look, just wait for somebody to say something wrong and you're going to fight them or something, that's negativity, <laughs> man. That, that's what you're going to get. If you, if you wake up every day thinking today is going to be the day, it's going to be a good day, uh, everything, then that's what you're going to get. And I always tell people, look, do this. Uh, think positive. Be positive every day. Because here's the thing. If it doesn't work out for you after a month, you can always go back to being miserable. You know what I mean? It's not gain, nothing lost. You know what I mean? It's like so simple. And I, and I never understood people that love to be miserable because we all have known somebody that just every day they're just miserable. And you're like, dude, you're you're miserable. You know, like I, I had a neighbor <laughs> He was always miserable. Now there's a reason he was miserable. Turns out he was a pedophile and ended up uh, ended up killing uh, himself in a field. Thank God. That that's something I'll never be sorry for saying because he was a scumbag. And I and there was always something about him. <clears throat> we lived next door. But this this is what I was living in living with my parents years and years ago. I was a teenager at the time, so you know he wasn't he won't go do nothing. He ended up getting killed. Uh, but uh, but he he they caught him it was his granddaughter. 
you know, the, the city itself tried to, you know, they, they, didn't want, they wanted to hush it up because he was like a fire chief and all this, all that. And uh, he was always negative every time. Like, he would just, he was always mad. He was always like a a, a, a real piece of something. I'm not going to say it because, you know, we don't we don't talk like that on, on air here. But he was a real scumbag. And, and I don't, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, but the dad, I have no respect for this man. Um, and I, and I always could tell that something just was off about the guy. It was just, it was intuition, just kind of kicking in like, this dude, something's wrong. Come to find out he was molesting his, his granddaughter and, and who knows who else. He got into some serious trouble. He was getting ready to court, went out in the field, supposedly in an accident and took, took his life. And, and, you know, he's, he's going to have to answer for that, for, for what he did, but he was the most negative human being I ever, I've ever met. Like more negative than a lot of people that just like to be miserable. This dude was negative to an evil level. Like it was, you could just see like some, something was wrong with this dude. You know what I mean? And I just like, when, as soon as I found that out, I'm like, now it all, every, everything clicked, everything, all the gears started turning, everything started moving. He was, he was a piece of trash as a human being. That's all there is to it. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat my words on it. He was a piece of trash. And, and you know, these, even people that, there's a lot of people out there, especially on Facebook, that, you know, they get jealous of somebody or, they're in, or they're inse- their own insecurities will make them lash out at somebody and be trolls or whatever. It's because they, if you really think about it, they probably don't like their own life or something and they're, they don't like themselves, you know. You, if if you don't like if you don't like yourself, you can't like nobody else. True. I mean, it's just. I mean, think about it. Now, That's what they do. Some of the things I go through every day. But go ahead. Now, before we we get into more from our fantastic guest, Mr. James Creechbaum, we're going to take a quick station break. We do this now, kind of every show night. As soon as I made the the midpoint, kind of give time for everybody to stretch their legs it's about a minute or so just kind of letting you know where you can find us so we will be right back with mr james screech bomb so stay tuned hey everyone i hope you're enjoying the show just wanted to take a quick intermission to let you know where you can find us on all social media and podcasting platforms instagram.com backslash this uncanny media network Facebook.com backslash This Uncanny Earth. Twitter.com backslash This Uncanny. And LinkedIn as Robert Solomon. On podcasting platforms, we are available on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, CastBox, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Podcast Addict, Downcast, Acast, iCatcher, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and of course, Spreaker. Looking for some merch? Head on over to our Facebook page. Click the link there and that will take you where you can get your fresh, clean, all-white, This Uncanny Earth t-shirts. Perfect to rock whenever you're headed on your paranormal destinations. As always, folks, why be boring when you can be uncanny? Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, we are back with Mr. James Creechbaum, who's been an awesome guest so far, mm -hmm. telling us some fantastic uh, things of what he's lived through. Uh, so we're back. James, hit us with another one. I'm here. And I'm just going to – let me give you a little backstory real quick, too. Um, I had – about these psychic ability stuff, I'm not a big thing. I think a lot of 9 out of 10 psychics out there are fake. Uh, me personally, I, I I don't do readings. Maybe five a year, just once in a while, if I feel like it. I ne never charge a dime ever, never will, and I never ask questions. If somebody sends me a picture, or if I, or if I look at them, and, and there's uh, someone of the relatives come to me, I just give them information. Never ask a question. Never fish or nothing. Um, also, the backstory is when I was two and a half years old psychic abilities really um we lived out in the middle of nowhere and i always play with this um uh, little indian boy and but he wasn't a boy he was a spirit <laughs> he was a ghost of a little indian boy and me and him would play every day uh but he would never come to my house we'd play outside you know and this house we lived in it was haunted too there was a um and now at two and a half i don't know this stuff you know what I mean? Right. right. At, at, at two and a half, I'm thinking this is just a, a little Indian boy that lives up the street. And, you know, dresses like an Indian <laughs> for all the time. <laughs> so, I'm, I don't know no better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I know in the house, I couldn't figure out why there's this mean, evil man that keeps coming in my house and, and, and you know, poking at me and just dirt dog mean evil. Couldn't figure it out. I got to tell my mom and stuff. But and the kicker was, my mom. She don't like to admit that stuff, but she's got abilities too, and she knew it. But at two and a half, she wasn't going to tell me or scare me. You know what I mean? But here to come final because my mom told me this just a couple months ago after fifty some years. She's she says, "Remember?" I said, "Yeah, I remember." So, but um, she kept telling my dad, "You know, we need to get out of the house and stuff because this." She seen the guy, you know. But what happened one day when I was two and a half? I'd come home. A little story, get a Spider-Man comic book, you know, one of them Mountain Dews, you know, the real Mountain Dews in a big, long green bottle. Oh, back, yeah. <laughs> back, I mean, we're talking like, you know, late 60s. So I have my cowboy boots on, only two and a half. 
I show my mom. I turn around and go back down the steps. And that evil man pushed me from behind. I missed the top four steps, pushed me all the way down these hard oak wood stairs and busted my front teeth out, baby Ooh. teeth. It was shortly after that we finally did move. My mom was convinced my dad, but you know, that it all started when I was two and a half, you know, and then I've always had abilities, but then about in 2017, they really, they really, they, they became like abilities on steroids because what happened, I know a loved one of mine, a relative, they came home and a spirit had followed them home from work because they got abilities their house and, and take care of the dog and stuff during the day. And now this is 2017. Matter of fact, this is um, November 2017. So I'm sitting there, me and the dog, kitchen table, and, and about six foot behind me, it sounded like somebody took their open hand and slammed on the wall right behind me as loud as you could on paneling. Man, I'm going to tell you what, I turned around ready to fight. You know, I, I, right. I, I thought, <laughs> I mean, I was in, but as soon as I turned around, it was like, boom. I instantly knew what was up. And I knew there was a spirit of an old man there. He wasn't bad. He was just lost. He was lost, you know, and he, and he knew that the person they'd followed home had abilities, but they, they weren't really did nothing with them. They just kind of like a beacon of night to him. He didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I knew right away. I went down in the basement. I knew he was down in the basement. I was looking for him. He, he was hiding between the washer and the dryer. <laughs> he was crouched down between the washer and the dryer. This is bizarre. So I get down. I took. I got a picture of him. I got a picture of him. So I took the picture, and uh, I called my immediate or uh, my mentor, who helped me out a lot. And I said, you know, I told him the situation. And so she told me what to do to cross him over. This little ritual thing to do. So, and I filmed it and everything. Mm. It the next day crossed him over and I got to tell you something when I crossed that spirit over was like a feeling like no other it was like mind-blowing so then I'm coming home and I only lived a few blocks away and I'm in the car coming home and all of a sudden it was like a wave of like emotions come over me that weren't mine or not it was just freaky you know it's like wow what is this stuff so I told my mentor, she goes, yeah, that's normal. Don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, normal for you. What do you mean normal? What are you, what are you, talking, what are you talking about normal? That's not normal. So anyway, that, that happened beginning in November. Then I did a couple investigations and helped some people, seeing some other crazy things. And then um, I got involved with this lady <laughs> and she kind of seduced me for a few days and end up getting what I call an STD, which is a uh, spiritually transmitted disease, mm-hmm. which is an, atta- which is an attachment I got from her. <laughs> Thank God you made that clear before people got some ideas. <laughs> I, I, right. So <laughs> I end up getting a freaking attachment from this lady. I let my guard down. That's what happened. You know what I mean? This, this woman, she got me a vulnerable point because my, I had a, like three X's back my from like five years and broke up. I was a little bit, I was extremely like, um, you know, you, you're with somebody six years, you break up, you, you're a little bit depressed and stuff, yeah, you know, you're down in the dumps. So I got all this going on all at once. And then I picked up this attachment from this woman who seduced me or a spirit attachment. And I, and you know, I knew it, man. I, now that I didn't know about myself, but I, you know, that damn pride snuck in and I was like, you know, 
I'm in denial. Like, no, I ain't going. I ain't going. You know, you, you try to like block it out. Or I, no, not me. You know, but I knew. But I did know. Now here we go again with psychic friends, right? I hadn't talked to in three months or so. Calls me up on Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving morning says, um, "I want to wish you happy Thanksgiving." I thought that was kind of weird. I hadn't talked to him in like months. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I know, I know you're going to hit me with something. Just let it get, just let it rip. You know, <laughs> yeah, you really, she goes, well, I, I had a vision that uh, you picked up an attachment. I was like, Oh yeah. Well, I don't even need no more validation. You know, I already know. I think I got you calling me out of blue and say, you got a vision of me. You got one. I'm like, I'm not going to question that. Let's just get on with this and get it dislodged, you know? So we did that. I got it set up, did the same thing I did to cross the spirit over. And as soon as this, um, I went to, as soon as it left me, oh my God, I got to tell you, it felt like the hand of God reached into my lower back and ripped that out of me and left nothing but pure love in me. And I, I'm telling you, what, you can't put in the words to justify the feelings of this stuff. It's mind blowing. And Listen, it took me a while to get my senses back after. I mean, that's that's just powerful stuff, right? It was beautiful, you know. That was like, wow. Okay, so so then I saved my house and blessed my house, and everything was good, you know. Now, all this happened within a two-week period. There was a lot of other things going on, my mental state being depressed. It triggered my third eye to open, and when my third eye opened, I was like taking my whatever psychabilities I had or whatever you want to call them and putting them on steroids. I'm, I, I was seeing spirits 24-7. I had never seen them like that before till my third eye opened. I mean, they were all over. They were running all over my house. There's a cemetery 50 yards behind my house. There's freaking, there were spirits all over the place. They wouldn't let me sleep or nothing. I, I would. They'd be waking me up. I'd wake up, and before five around me, all of them pushing on me. I was like, what? I'm losing my mind. You know what I mean? Like, what is going on? So I called my my mentor and I told her the situation. Goes, oh yeah, your third eye opened up. Welcome to my world. Now you're a psychic medium. I'm like, oh no, no, I, I don't, I don't want that. Listen, I don't want this stuff. You know, I, mean, I got enough going on. She goes, well, you deal with it. You know, she goes, I can teach you how to control it and keep these things away from me so you can be peaceful. You know, so that's what I had to learn to do. And so that's the psychicness of it, whatever you want to call it, or gut feelings, whatever. But believe me, I can see this this stuff. And and the thing is, I can see how people go crazy. I'm kind of fearless, but some of these spirits, they don't know no better. They'll show you in their death state or something. And and, and some of that's you can't unsee that stuff. Let's just put it like you, you know what I mean. You can't unsee a lot of this stuff. And, and so that's what happened there. So now I've had a few cases, but I go to this next case. Now, this case was, um, let's see, when was this one? I think it was, this case was in uh, Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. And famous on TV called uh, this team and said, hey, I can't do it. Can you get somebody to do it? And the team asked me if I'd do it. And I said, okay, sure, why not? You know, I'll go there. Just come pick me up, you know. Got myself prepared. So we get to this house. I mean, oh boy. I get there and as soon as I step out of the door, I was like, oh boy, here we go again, you know? It's like, wow. That's <laughs> like God. Mm-hmm. Um I and again I looked at the pictures. I I, I sensed where there was four portals, but 
to blow my mind, I did a full search of this place and <clears throat> um up to visit and they were on investigation and they were a they're a Ricky master. So that's great. That helped out because they knew they basically use the same techniques and stuff I do to find portals and close them. So that helped me out because it's a good thing because this house and property had eight freaking portals on it. I've never been to a property that or house that had eight portals. That that is like that's like half a year's worth and one place had to close up. Uh, I was there for 12 hours after I was done with the closing all these portals, uh, all investigation, doing a house blessing, you name it. It took words. It took me two weeks to get physically and mentally and spiritually back to hundred percent. I mean, it just wiped me out. Um, and thank and thank God uh, the uh, one of the team members um, relative had come or I'd probably still be there. And uh, so anyway, that was a this listen. This was a freaky one. It, you may see it someday on TV. But so we're there, and uh, I got this. I've got a kind of holy water, but I got a water bottle in my back pocket with holy water and I put the lid on it tight, you know, and I'll shake it around from the room when I think I need it or something's getting too close. It's a little bit too nasty. Like back it off that Jack, you know what I mean? And I got my back pocket. Now I'm in the backyard all by myself between the house and this little cabin that their son lives in. And I hear like, you know, somebody takes one of them balls and squeeze it. You know how they crumb, make that noise, you know, mm-hmm. plastic ball. Well, that's what happened. I'm like, Hey, I thought one of the team members messing with me. I turned around, there's nobody there. And I thought, I didn't think nothing. I figured I'd run into something or whatever. So I go over to the chair and I thought, let me sit down and take a break here and, and surmise this whole situation out here a little bit and get a game plan for what's next. So I sit down. When I sit down, that bottle was off, which I just put on tight. And when I sat down, I blessed the whole backside of my um, back because the water would clear up my back. There was no lid on them. Now, I can't prove that's paranormal, but I can assure you that lid was on there tight. And that evil that was there, it took that lid off trying to get me to lose all my holy water instead of using it where I needed to. Or something. I, I don't. That's what I think happened. Uh, you know, it was just one of them freaky things. Now, I got a video uh, um of the in the bedroom, there's this antique mirror, and and you could see the evil in this mirror. Video, it was freaky, and uh, so I know these spirits. They always follow me or come to me where because it, there was evil at this house, but there was like spirits, like the homeowner that built that house and the streets named after from 1817. It was still in the house. Hmm. He looked like an old. He looked like a cowboy. He wasn't a bad guy. He was just. It was his house. He built that house. The street's named after him. He's attached to it. He's not going nowhere. He's he's happy where he's at. You know what I mean? And he's sitting here on the couch just like a bystander. And I'm walking by once and I look at him. I, I said to him one time, I'm like, you know, why don't you help him get this evil out of here? He's just shaking his head like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> like, what episode of Twilight Zone am I in here? So anyway, I, I can't. I just keep going on with it, you know, and this evil's probable here. But here's the kicker of this whole situation, because these people lived at this house for 25 years. Do nothing bad or, you know, they're not into drugs or throwing seances or nothing, you know, nothing out of the ordinary that would attract something or bring something in, much less something huge and open up eight portals. 
So I had to do a lot of detective work, figured out what it was. Somebody on the online was messing with their telling her autism son to do things, to say things that they shouldn't do. And that kind of opened things up and, and, you got to watch out with people online. There's just a lot of bad people out there, you know, and they take advantage and bullies and stuff. And that's what happened, basically. So I figured out the situation, what happened. Uh, we started to bless the thing. Well, at first I had to close eight portals. My God, it took forever to get them closed. And it took so much out of me. So then we're going to do the house blessing and stuff. And this is where it gets freaky. Uh, they've got an attic, but you can't get to this attic unless you go outside and got to get on a ladder and climb up the roof. Mm-mm. Three by, yeah, three by three <laughs> piece of plywood that's uh, screwed, like a you know drywall screwed shut. So the guy gets up there, and I'm, and, and here's the thing: this this roof is like a thirty to forty degree pitch. I mean, it's real steep. And I'm like, oh boy, I've been down this road before. I I, I know, <laughs> I'm set. <laughs> You get pushed off this roof, sure, sure enough, you know. And uh, so we get up there, he takes it off, and he goes, oh, there's a couple lights in there, don't worry. Before he reaches in to turn the light on, the light explodes on its own. He don't turn a switch, he don't even get in, it explodes on his own. Nope, <laughs> right? I'm already off that roof, I'm going home, sit, hanging it up. He turns around and looks at me. He goes, wow, that was freaky. I'm, I'm not saying that because I don't want to spook the guy any worse because right. I know there's another light bulb in there. I don't know where it is, and he's going to go and turn on before I go in there. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, don't worry, there's another bulb. I said, okay. So he goes and turns the light on. And now we're in there, and, and you got to walk on these two-by-eights on the, on the like the two-inch two part because you'll fall through the two, yep. you know, the four below. Yep. Now in between. In between these two by eights, shredded um, insulation. Yep. We're in there now. He walks to the back, turns the light on, he comes back, and I start to do my thing, you know, uh, say the prayers and use some holy water and stuff. And I look and I see it. Oh my God, do I ever see this? This one of the ugliest, evilest, pure evilest things I've ever seen in my life. And it looked at me and it was mean. But nasty. You can't unsee this stuff. I'm going to tell you right now. And I get the Holy Water and Center Prayers, and I'm backing it into a corner. And there's this little vent that goes out, like, uh, you know how the roof pitches when we're yep. inside the room? Yep. And it's, it, it looked at me, and it spun around in one motion, and like like a mist, and went out that that thing. And when it did that, it created like a tornado with that shredded insulation. And it like came up like a tornado. <laughs> it was freaky, man. And, and the guy, he seen it too. And he goes, oh, my God, did you see that? And I was like, oh, Lord. So I asked him, I said, what did you see? He goes, I seen the backside of that thing and that tornado come up when it spun around. I was like, I, I just told him, I said, you know what? Thank God you didn't see the front version of it. You know, that, that was crazy. Oh, my God. It, it might have scared him. He might have fell through the floor down below. That's what I was afraid of because you can't. You know, that stuff's crazy. You shouldn't yeah. see that. You shouldn't see that. Like, that would scare a guy. And not, he, you know, next thing he knows, he's going to be down in his kitchen. And he, I don't <laughs> think he wants to. I want to take that route. And so, anyway, we got that all done. Now we're coming out of there, and I'm on this about a 30-degree pitch. I mean, it's crazy. I wasn't even going to stand. I, I got myself down and let, crawled. Because I, if I'm going to get pushed, at least I want to get pushed. I got as much 
of me connected to that roof instead of just two feet. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been down that road, so I, I was prepared. But that that thing didn't it didn't come to get me. It was already out and trying to hide and gone somewhere else. So that was great. So the cabin out back, that evil hung out there so bad. Like that place was so palpable. I couldn't stay in it more than three minutes. I'd get so sick. And that's another thing, you know, when you're trying to help a family out, it's very unprofessional if you just throw up all over their place all the time. You know, they, they, they don't, you know. <laughs> I know a lot you, about that personally. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. <laughs> He sure does. Continue. I can tell the story later, but continue. <laughs> so, so anyway, I couldn't stay in there more than three minutes at a time. It was just, it was that, you know, when the greater the evil, the more sick I get. And it was just bad in there. It was just rotten. I couldn't stay in more than three minutes. So I had to like really suck it up. And, and I got the, the, my prayers done and blessing done. Thank God the cabin wasn't very big. I could get it done in just about three minutes close to it that done push the chase this thing around finally got it evicted but there that mirror there's an eight portals much there the evps uh, i'm i'm on there's video i got videos all this stuff i'm sitting on the kitchen floor they get the sls that's where they got the uh, connect and you it creates the stick figure and mm-hmm. if there's a spirit in it you can it'll it'll map it out like a pie paper spirits they are all around me all the time uh most of the time so I'm sitting, I know that if the ones in the house are either going to, the bad ones are going to hide from me or try to attack me. The other ones, you know, they just, I don't know, they're, they're attracted to my light or whatever. They'll come near me. I'm not, you know, we talk to them. I don't mean them no harm. They want crossover, whatever. We try to do what we can do for them. You know, just they're humans too, or used to be. And so I'm sitting there and, and sure enough, I said to the team member, I said, there's a spirit on my right shoulder, Right now, right beside me, and her hands on my shoulder. She goes, "How did you know that?" Well, I can feel them. I can see them. She goes, and they got it mapped out on SLS. You know, I didn't. She didn't say they were filming yet. I just knew it was there. You know, and just stuff like that, all kind of evidence like that, and and it kind of validates what's going on. So we get that all done. <clears throat> that was a that was a huge case. I, I got there's just a lot more went on there, but boy, oh boy, it was just so much. The EVPs and the growls and the this that the, the, the evil face of that thing in the mirror and the thing was that he was upstairs he spot that evil thing spun around when i started to come out with that stuff with the holy water and the prayers it spun around so fast it created like a little vortex of tornado of that shredded insulation that was freaky i never seen that before it was crazy now I, have a, I have a quick question for you in case um for for other people out there maybe even in our audience or maybe just in general out there who might be starting to experience um maybe some of these like uh, the beginning of some of these abilities and things like that um Mm -hmm. what what kind of advice would you give to them for being able to to maybe handle some of this and and if they're trying to go out and deal with some of the stuff that you've dealt with do you have any sort of um any any helpful advice for them anything that they can use to kind of strengthen their resolve a little bit or yes um I can just tell you what works for me, what my mentor passed on to me to get a control of these things, to help yourself protect yourself. I ground and protect myself twice a day. I get up, I protect myself with a light, light bubble every day before when I wake up, before I go to bed. Uh, depending where I'm going throughout the day or who I'm going to be around, uh, like Walmart stuff, I'll protect myself up more like as if I'm going to be uh, on an investigation. 
investigation, you know, seriously. And people uh, should do that when they go to Walmart, period. <laughs> honestly, yeah. I, I'm not not <laughs> even joking. Even just uh even I mean, I mean we've been joking about the Walmart thing quite a lot today, but even just any place that's gonna have a large it, volume of people. Crowd. Yeah. I was just I was just gonna say anywhere is gonna be crowds, fairs, ball games, anywhere. I mean, you just never know. Listen, it's all a numbers game no matter what you do. So if you're going somewhere, even if you're going to a Browns game or something, you know, look, there's 70,000 fans there. What's the odds that maybe 10 of them's got attachment, not to mention probably about 5,000 myself and knowing how much <laughs> negativity sometimes you get from not getting to those playoffs. I can say there's probably a lot of negative people. <laughs> in the Browns game. Right. So there you go. It, it's just, if it all breaks down, there's, there's, negative and positive and common sense and free will. You got to try to uh, get a grip on all of it, mix it all together and hope you don't come out on the wrong side of things. But right. on top, on top of that, you can get blessed quince seeds. I carry blessed quince seeds on me all the time. It helps keep spirits, you know, three, four feet away from me. Uh, there's other prayers you can use, whatever works for you, meditation, ground and protect. I, I do all whatever it takes. I, I wear a St. Benedict metal 24 seven. I wear black tourmaline. This, this stuff all helps against uh, negativity and stuff like that. There's all kinds of things you can do. You can Google kind of stuff. But I was taught all this stuff, and, and it, it helps me. I sleep now. Before I – let me tell you, uh, when you go on three days, you haven't slept because you've got uh, rotation of spirits coming in your house and pushing on you, waking you up. And it just, oh, it was rotten. But, yeah, I definitely – it's important to ground and protect yourself and, and uh, try to find some things that keeps keeps the spirits at bay and negativity at bay. Now, I also have a question since it's question time. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. What do you do? So say you, you think that there's something in your house or say like, you know, you, 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 you think that there's an entity or like you feel like a form of negativity. Um, how do you go about finding the right person to sort of give whatever it is, the boot or help That's cross good... over something? How do you how do you tell? Uh-huh. A real from a that fake. question because here's a perfect case and scenario. That house I just told you about, I did where I was in the attic and that thing with the tornado. That family for period brought in four teams and at least one priest, maybe two. Um, and the, the thing is, the teams they brought in, they were in there for their own self indulgent thrills, their own thrill seeking. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Here's the thing about uh, paranormal and investigating. Uh, if these people might not admit it, but it's like an addiction. It's like a drug. Not to me. I don't. I only investigate if I feel or need to help them. I don't need that. I don't need proof or all that stuff. I don't need that stuff. Right. I just help. I help people with paranormal problems mm-hmm. but a lot of people they're addicted to it they get this stuff on tv and, or they get out and they get a taste of it and when they're hooked it's like taking that first hit of crack they, they see a first beer evp they're hooked and now what happens is they may you know with any uh, addict they'll say or lie or whatever to get their fix well, same way with a lot of investigators, they'll tell the family, hell yeah, yeah we're going to come in and help you. We'll get rid of this stuff. When really, they just want to go in there and get a good fix of some serious, bad, nasty haunting. Mm. And what happens when they do that, whatever's there, especially if it's real evil incarnate, they just made it extremely more mad and more vengeful to the family that lives there. So now these people leave, and they might even take attachments with them, or this stuff might go to these investigators' house, because I've had to help investigators like that. 
And then it makes it worse for a family that's there. So they've had four teams there and a priest. And here's the thing about uh, – you can bring the Pope in yourself. If you, if there's a lot of portals there and you're not closing the portals, stuff's going to come back through. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just common. Think about it. I mean, if you still got a highway there and it's not closed – Eventually, whatever they did is going to wear off, and it's going to come. Stuff's going to come back through, so it's very hard to find the right. That's a good question. That's a hard thing because it's not like uh, these team investigators. They've got a bachelor's degree from Duke or somewhere, saying yes, I, I, you know, I, 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 I am a parapsychologist now, signed and sealed, and I've got three exorcisms on my belt and. Three crossovers, three spirit dislodgings, and I'm good to go. No, it, you know, there's no, you know, it's, listen, anything that starts, the field starts with pair in front of it. It's a studio thing to begin with, which it gives it a bad enigma as it is, but it is what it is. And that's a very hard thing to find the right people to come in. My best advice is to do a lot of research before you just jump on the first team to call or even the priest. Do a lot of research. If, if you're affiliated or you're a member of a church, ask your local church that know you, you know, because they're going to care about you more than somebody you don't, that don't know you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Try to do the best and try to education, man. Read all you can read. Uh, try to, if anything, um, you know, treat these teams as if they're coming to a job interview, ask them a lot of questions. And I always tell people, always go with your gut. Your gut's never wrong, man. Never question your gut feeling because that's your, 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 your spirit guides or whatever, trying to help and protect you. They're not going to steer you wrong. So listen to your gut. If your gut's saying, look, I don't feel good about this team or whatever, let it go. If in doubt, throw it out. Mm. That's very good. That's very good advice. Yeah, because there are a lot of people out there. We talked about this a few episodes ago about like Miss Cleo and all those other. Oh yeah, forget the, the TV commercials all looking good <laughs> to clean up your life of your negative whatever and all mm-hmm. this other kind of stuff. And then people go on around here about the Long Island medium when she comes through and all this other stuff. And, uh, uh, and the first <laughs> thing to do, of course, is you know what they do? They'll go out and be like, they'll start throwing out random facts right. like. I feel somebody in the audience is is missing a loved one, and out of an audience of like a few thousand people, of course, how many people are not going to be missing a loved one? I feel I mean, like there's a person with a loved one that's deceased with A B uh-huh. C D E F G G. I know my, my my grandpa's name was 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 Jim, but he spelled it with a G. How did you know that? This is a G with a grandpa. grandpa. <laughs> and so they they just let, suck let people me, in with this stuff. Yes. And let me just say this, I, and I've said it, you heard me say it earlier, I, I think, and I'll stand on this, nine and a half out of ten psychics and mediums out there are fake. I can't be real because I hear them, I see them on TV, they're asking questions. And here's the, even when they're wrong, and now I want you to listen to what I'm saying here, it's very important. They'll ask questions. Watch and see if they don't ask questions. And even when they're wrong, you know what they'll say? Be, keep your eyes on this. It'll happen. It hasn't happened yet. That's when they're wrong. So they're never wrong. Yeah. See, that drives me batty because I... Sometimes it, that can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like a lot yeah. of people, if you if you think about something happening for long enough, not I mean, I'm not talking about winning the lottery, but like stuff. Right. Like, I've been thinking about that for years. And if I you think about if somebody says you're going to come into a rough patch pretty soon and somebody starts thinking, oh, man, they said I'm going to come into a rough patch. And the more you think about it, the, your mind kind of manifests a rough patch oh, for you. 
I am glad you brought that back up because that brings us back full circle back to what I said earlier. Be careful what you put out in the universe, your mm-hmm. thoughts and your words, because what you put out, you will manifest. The universe will give you back. So if you're a Debbie Downer, you're going to listen. That's what you're getting back. So if you're a negative person, you're going to get that. People around you is going to be negative. Your, your life's going to be a little miserable. That's perfect example. What you just said there is exactly what I'm telling people. And, and do your own experiment. If you don't believe me, take a month out of your whole life. If you're 40 years old, take one month. You got nothing to lose. Try to be positive. Take nothing but positive. Put positive. Mm. Because if it don't work out for you, you can still go back to being miserable. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, and like with myself, you know, I try to wake up each morning and, and thank God that I, that I get another day. And I try to start off my day positive. Now, granted, it doesn't always happen like that because, once again, like we said, we're all human. We still sin. We still do. We still make mistakes. But what I like to do is I like to at least take one thing that I'm grateful for. You know, something that that might even be just, uh, you know, maybe it's maybe it's my my coffee. You know, I'm grateful to have some coffee in the morning. But it's something so minuscule. I don't need it to live. I don't need it to survive. But it's something that I get to partake in that I enjoy that other people might not. And I think uh, a good way to be positive is to always look at your life and say, you know what, I got it pretty good. I got my own house. You know, I can sleep in my own bed at night. I don't have to worry about this, that, and the third. And I think if you kind of do a compare and contrast and say, you know what, I- I'm healthy. There's people who are, who are in the hospital that, that are dying or they're not as healthy as me. And, and not in like a prideful way, but in a way to say, you know what, I'm thankful today. And, you know, God bless those folks. Um, and I'm thankful just just to be alive today, and 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 that's honest. Like I really am grateful to be alive, because man, I could tell you some stories about times when I I probably almost should have died or should have died. <clears throat> so you know, I, I think being grateful uh, for what you have um, is the first step into kind of pushing a positive manifestation into your life and a continuous cycle of positivity. But you also have to remember, just because you have a bump in the road, don't derail, you know, don't wreck your car. You know, well, this, if you hit that this, bump, keep going. Here's the the key to what you're saying here to kind of make it easier if you focus like this. Um, through your life, even if you're saying, I'm trying to be positive, something, the key is to find the positive in everything. In other words, Okay, say you make a mistake and you did something that wasn't good and something bad happened of it. The key is to find a positive. The positive is you recognize that the positive is you've learned from it. The positive is you're not going to do it again to repeat the same mistake. These are the positives from a negative. So if you can learn to find the positives in your negatives and keep things positive, you're going to keep the negative at bay or at least from um, overwhelming you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what the, that's what the devil wants, you know. If that's you know, however you believe, but that's what the devil wants, man. He wants to keep you in negative city, so you're always depressed, you're always sad. All this evil and negativity can come into your life, make you miserable, you know. And and to me, you know, the negativity and and being miserable all the time, it just ain't for me. Like I I like being alive. I enjoy being me. You know, I I got a fantastic radio show, fantastic host, fantastic special guest today. And you know life is good. I, I'm I'm enjoying myself. I'm, I don't want to do nothing else. Like this is this is cool for me. I like I like doing the radio. It's fun. Hey, and and um, 
I'm going to go to the next case after this because it was a real dingy winner, too. <laughs> These are all consecutive. <laughs> so we'll get to this next case. This one was just in June. Uh-oh. Just last, yeah, just last June, June 10th. So we get there. Uh, had a team pick me up and get there. And it's, again, I looked at the pictures beforehand. So I'm like, I think there's a portal here, here, and here. There was, I, I, I seen two of them. I thought there was two, found a third. I, that I I didn't I missed in the pictures, but the two I did see in the pictures they was right where I thought they were, and of course we check them with another person and two different devices and to validate you know. So they were there. Now I had said to the again I was trying to there's a lot more goes in. It's like I had to play detective, ask a whole protocol of questions, a whole list of questions I asked got to. Wouldn't be doing them a service or me or the team or anybody if I didn't ask these questions. Right. It's very important. And and um, so then you got to play detective because, like, the families lived here for so many years, but they haven't had problems all the time just here, or they had problems all the time. It's been following You know, you got to put all these things, pieces together. So everything wasn't lining up right. So then <clears throat> the husband says, because uh, I asked these questions, you know, and he goes, oh, yeah, I want to – you know, back when I was 20-some years ago or 1918, me and my friend, we was reading these different um, cantations and rituals and stuff out of this book, you know. Oh, uh, well, you know, when you're young, you don't think about these things, you know, or you're defiant or whatever. But right. they kept, But what happened was it unleashed something. And like a week later, it, they'd seen it. They'd actually seen this big black evil thing. And, it, and it, what had happened to it, it attached to him. And this is 20-some years. And, you know, his life's been up and down and miserable. And 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 I got to tell you something else, just a quick backstory. Aspect from that person that I picked up back in 2017, I can tell when somebody's got, like, if I'm in person with you, so I can even tell when I'm looking at pictures. But I'm around somebody, like, I just, after I've had, it's like, I don't know what how to compare it with, but once I've had it, like I can tell if I'm around somebody, if they got one, it's just like something, it's like my attachment guitar goes off, ding, 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 you know, like, Hey, you got something going on there, you know? But so anyway, I, I feel it from him. So that's why I asked him all these questions. I got him to, to come out with all this stuff. So now it made sense. This is why I know. So it was all coming together. He'd done this and that's where he got the attachment from. And I said to him, I said, you know, I've asked the wife, you know, sometimes he moody or just do things that's not him. She goes, oh, yeah. And he even said, oh, yeah. You know, these are all symptoms, you know, of an evil attachment. You know what I mean? It tries to break up your family and and you it, it overwhelms you and, and acts through you, vicariously through you. That's not you. And and it's very draining and, and mentally and spiritually and physically. And I could just feel it from him. And I, and I told him, I said, you know, I could do all this stuff, but if you don't have me dislodge that attachment, even these portals open, you, you, a month or two, and it's gonna, you're going to be right back to to misery, misery land, you know. And he goes, he goes, and see, that's hard because a lot of attachments, they'll come to either, you know, try to attack me or something because I'm a threat to these attachments. You know, I've seen so many things that they turn against me. They'll turn people against me because I'm a threat to them. I dislodge them, send them where they got to go or whatever, you know? And, and, uh, so anyway, um, 
I closed the one portal and was one in the kitchen. There was one in the bat or bedroom. <clears throat> so I go in the bedroom by myself. There's a REM pod back there. Self size up situation. So I walk in the bedroom, pitch dark. I'm not pitch dark, but pretty close. And there's a REM pod sitting between me and the corner. There's about me in the corner. And in that corner is a seven foot pure black evilest looking thing you could ever picture in your mind and it's got its fist clitched down to its side and, and it's like shaking its arms and fist and I let off a and I got the EVP of a, a, a 20 second long growl like like I can't even do it it was so guttural and 20 seconds long why it's doing that and looking dead me in the eye from about 3 feet and the REM pod was going so crazy about blew up the REM pod I mean, there was so much evil energy coming off that thing. It was trying to get me and, and really mad rush me and kill me or whatever. I mean, it was just, it was, I would, I would stand my ground. You know, I was sitting, I don't know if people could, you can't unsee that stuff though. But I got to tell you something. If you weren't conditioned for that stuff, I, I don't know if you'd sleep, would get any sleep for a while because that, I mean, wow. I mean, I still think about it myself. I was sitting there. The way it had its fist down the side, it was shaking its arm, his fist clenched, and just that 20 second on ground, and rim paw about to blow up, and it's growling at me. And it's like, oh, so then I come out of the bedroom, and <laughs> Jesus. So the uh, wife says, Did you see that thing in there yet? And I was like, Yeah, I just seen him. <laughs> She'd seen him before, you know, like, Yeah, I just see him. She goes, Isn't that ugly? Did you, what's he look like? And I said, I just told her, I said, I've seen much prettier things than that. <laughs> My God. Oh, I can look back and laugh now, but I got to tell you, man, that thing, it, whew, boy, that, that 20 seconds sitting there eye to eye with that thing, man, it broke me out in a sweat, I'll tell you. And, uh, did our thing and I'm going down the hallway there and, and boy, it was, it was attacking me, trying to stop me, make me miss my words or it was trying to get in my heart, trying to give me a heart attack, you know, but it wasn't working, but it was trying. I'm going to tell you, it was trying hard. I, after I got through a couple rooms, I had to take a break myself and get get the stuff off me, just the residue of it. It's like uh, dropping fish oil, like a scale in water. You know what I mean? It, it, the oil kind of pollutes out. It's like that residue. It wasn't it wasn't the entity itself. It was like the residue from it, it was just like nasty, like sticking to me. And uh, so I had to shake it off. You know what I mean? I'd go out, shake it off. So so we get all that done. I got these portal done. I'm, after I looked at this thing eye to eye, I'm like, oh my goodness so to do this little ritual do to dislodge this attachment from the guy and i told him you know and i've got this all on film and i told him i said now when this you're going to say these certain words i'm going to set up this certain thing and god's going to work through me and this is going to what's going to happen this attachment's going to come off of you and when it does now think about this this thing's been on you for 20 plus years of pure evil draining you when this thing comes off you, it's going to, I told him, man, it's going to feel like the hand of God's going to come in and rip this thing out because that's basically what it's doing. And the effects of that is so powerful that you're either going to pass out, you're going to get sick and puke, you could faint, you could, there's a lot of things that could go on here. Just be prepared. I don't think they really believe me, you know, and, and I don't, I'm not even sure if the team believe me. So I, they all filmed, I got, I got it on film. So we did it. As soon as it was done, he stood up, and it was like he couldn't move. Like his knees and legs started wobbling. Like he was ready to fall over and pass out. So I grabbed him, put him in bed, 
and he was in bed for two days. Hmm. And when he Jeez. and I and when he that's some serious, powerful stuff. And I'm gonna tell you something. Once he got because his wife told me, uh, once he got up out of bed on that second day, he looked did he feel like a million bucks? He looked like a total different person. Picture this. Imagine somebody that you you ever seen a picture of somebody that's like before and after drugs, mm-hmm. how they this was in reverse. It's, it's mind-blowing. I mean, it, it was reversed. Like, I seen a picture of him a week later. Looked like a million bucks, way healthier. It didn't even physically look different. It's just mind-blowing of the power of this stuff, of, of the good and the bad. I mean, it goes both ways. And, and uh, and that was a beautiful thing when that happened. I, and I, the, when it was done, the 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 wife and the four team members, they all, their mouths were open. Like, wow. I'm like, yeah. And I had to tell them, look, don't try this stuff at home. You know, (laughs) right. Right. You know, believe me, I wouldn't do it either. My mentor taught me how to do it and it works. It it works every time. Here's the only downfall about nine times out of 10. It works. Well, it works 10 out of 10, but, but the one out of 10, that spirit, or because it might just be so evil or afraid of something or whatever, or just plain stubborn, it won't cross over or whatever. And when they don't do that, after, as soon as I did that, I went right into a house blessing to evict everything out of the house. Because if you don't, now you've got that attachment that was on to you running around your house. And, and if you don't get rid of him, he's going to get back on you. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's like taking a shower. If you take a shower, you're not going to get get out and put on your dirty clothes again. You, what's the point? You know what I mean? Right. So it's like mm-hmm. all your T's and dot all your I's, so to speak. So that's what we did. That was a, again, that was another powerful evil <laughs> stuff there. My God, crazy. Um, we're getting to um, about fifteen. We got about fifteen minutes, but at the same time, we don't want to keep you over too long because yeah. you're you're you have some network stuff going on at ten, right? I got to cut off it before 10, yeah. Right. Or, so right. Within right. The next, like, five. like a minute till I got to cut, or a couple minutes till. Yeah, I didn't want to risk going too yeah. far over and, and not letting you prepare there. So just let everybody know. And, and actually, here. James, if you want, why don't you go ahead and plug what you do or anything you've got going on so that the last, like, 10 minutes we can kind of do a little bit of chit-chat and stuff like that. This way we kind of get that part of it out of the way. Okay, um, I uh, I uh, do a lot of stuff for uh, Night Dreams Talk Radio After Dark, www.nightdreamstalkradio. And um, and uh, I fill in for Gary Anderson. Uh, it's Mondays through Fridays. It's, um, well, the, the uh, summer hours, I believe, right now are 11 to 12 or 10 to 12, but they're going to change to 9 to 12 or 9 to, yeah, 9 to 12 come September. And there's a lot of great guests on there, so tune in. Tune in. Um, now, I, I want to say something real quick. Was it Gary's son that was in? Yeah, he, he had a, he had a little accident with the motorcycles, okay. so all prayers out for him. Yeah, we and, definitely uh, want to wish uh, Gary's son uh, all the best. Prayers from us here at This Uncanny Earth. I just wanted to make sure he knows that that positive energy is flowing out there and headed his way. Right, right. I do have another little case I could tell you real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this, this another one, pure, pure evil there. Um, and here's the funny part about this one. The one I told you about 
the first one I told you about where everybody knew I was going there before me. House was like maybe just a couple miles away, and the owner of this team says, "Hey, on the way home after that one, he goes, you want to do a walk through this home so we can come do a blessing on it next week?" And I said, "Sure." So as soon as I get into the house, I walk through. And I stopped and I said to the lady, there was a lot of poltergeist activity right here on this shelf. And that angel was thrown off. And she goes, how the heck did you know that? I said, I have no clue. I said, I don't know. This doctor, <laughs> I don't know. I don't try to figure out whatever comes through me. I just say it. She goes, oh, my goodness, you're exactly right. And that kind of freaks me out, too, you know. So, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm on the right page here. That place was like, wow, you know. And I, I walked upstairs. I could feel it up there. I was like, whoa. So, anyway. Go back to the next week. I'm doing the house blessing and everything. And the the wife of that family, we go into this bedroom. I turn to the right, and there was this big walk-in closet. There was this little, I, I got to tell you, every time I see a three-by-three plastic screwed shut on a place, it's just the red flag. I don't know why. But right. sure enough, there's in this closet, there's a crawl space. But one of those ones, I'm like, oh, but it wasn't screwed shut. It was just had a piece of wood over it. And the lady goes, because I said it was in crawl spaces. I didn't want to leave any rock unturned in this place because what's this again? What's the point? We're going to do the whole place, leave a whole room undone. That's where the thing's going to stay and be back out. Right. So, so anyway, I, boy, I hate that part because I got to crawl in this big room, but if it's, you can't stand up, you got to like get on your knees and crawl in there, and it's like pitch dark. Anyway, she goes, it's right here. So I went to move this board out of the way that's covering this hole. But before I touched the board, it was as if somebody was on the other side and took their legs and kicked it as hard as they could. <laughs> and that board come flying out, man. And it hit. And there was a, a dresser about two feet in front of it. And it slammed against that dresser. And the lady jumps back. She goes, oh, my God. What? I said, oh, no, no. It was okay. It was just a draft. I lied to her. I'm going to tell you right now. I straight out pulled a lie. I, I did. I wasn't going to tell her, look, that evil on the other side of the kicked that ass, or she would have pooped her pants, you know. <laughs> and and I, I, she, oh, she was scared to death. So I wasn't going to tell her that. I was trying to keep her calm. But, you know, that's another thing, trying to keep the, the family calm. You don't want to give them too much to scare them to death. And she just seen that. I said, yeah, you know, the that thing on the other side just kicked it ass. And I, I wasn't going to tell So anyway, that caught, kept her calm, you know, because I needed her to stay calm. That's another thing. You feed these things negativity of fear and anxiety and emotions. That just makes them stronger and it makes my job harder. So, you know, it's important to keep her calm, not to let her keep, let her keep feeding it. So it makes my job a lot harder or dangerous. So now I've got, you know, I've got to crawl in there with my prayers and holy water. I'm the only one going in there. Nobody else going in there with my smudge dick and stuff and doing everything. So I crawl in there and I can feel it. It's to my left. Lord, could I feel it? We go again, I'm saying to myself. So I turn my head ever so slowly to the left because I know it's there. I just know it. And sure enough, it was like a, looked like a four-foot troll, but it was evil, mean-looking, uh, uh, just rotten. As soon as I turned at it, it, it mad-rushed me. It come right at me and like, bam, like, bam. It, it really hit me hard. And uh, the lady seen it again. She said, 
Oh, Lord. She goes, what was that? I said, I just slipped. You know, I'm on my knee. My knee bug gave out. She goes, oh, okay. But, and, and it, you know, when it did that, it, it was like a, it's like standing on the edge of a street corner and a semi goes by about 50 mile an hour. That wind, that kinetic energy is just like, boom. And she felt it. She had to feel it. My goodness. And I, was like, I was like, no, it's okay. But that was another one. We got it all out of there. But this just gives you an example of the things I've seen and, and go have to go through. And these families got to deal with, you know, it's, it's hard for them. And that stuff terrorizes them. I believe it. I believe it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Something like that is really, it's its in the realm of the unknown. And, and most of us, um, we we don't have a direct connection to that. Like, I've got a pretty good imagination. So I, I've seen a lot of things out in the world that don't really, really bother me too much. But at the same time, I'm sure there's always something out there for everybody that's going to hit them where that's close to their breaking point. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think we've all, at least most of us, have hit a breaking point at some point. I know I have. Um, with just life in general, so I, you know, it, it's it's amazing that you can see this stuff and and not, you know, oh. be able to hold your ground. Because if I saw something like that, whole house got to go. Everything's gone. Well, Everything's got. Here's go. the main keys to. There's a few things to being successful. At least for me, one is my faith don't waver. It's strong, and that makes me fearless. I have no fear because after all. If I've got God working through me, using me as a tool and walking beside me, why would I be afraid? I have no fear. I have zero fear. And with, and with, and without, and with zero fear, you take the power away from this evil stuff and you don't empower it. Because with the fear, this negativity emotions, they will feed off and get stronger and you will get weaker. You can't have any uh, weakness in your armor at all, at all. And why would I? When I I know what's up. I know you know. I'm not. I don't care. I, listen, I've seen the evil stuff. What are you gonna do? You've done mad rush me. I've been scratched, pinched, pushed. Come on, you know I've got God working with me and through me. I'm good. And and, and you've got to. But it's hard to bestow that kind of mentality on a lot of people because a lot of them not raised like that, and they know what's up or not God, or even whatever it is, but they it's the fear factor. The fear that, fear is an illusion uh, that our mind puts out to try to protect us, but it also works against us because it feeds us this negativity. Whether you believe in God or evil, whatever, whatever you believe in, there's always, brother, even if you're a pure scientist, there's still positive and negative in everything in this universe, everything mm-hmm. around you. That's true. And, and so if you've got something that is that uses negativity as a fuel and it's negative and you're you're putting off pheromones of negativity or emotions, man, it's going to eat that up and it's going to and it's going to make you weaker and, and you don't want that. Well, everyone, this was a fantastic show. We're getting to about 10 minutes. We're going to let. Uh... We're going to let James kind of get out of here a little bit earlier. He's got some things he needs to take care of. So uh, we want to give him the the biggest thank you possible mm-hmm. for Absolutely. coming on the show. He's a good guest, a good guy. If you have any uh, paranormal problems, you know, seek this man out. Uh, he's he's shown himself to be a good man. He, he's not charging anybody. He didn't charge us. He agreed to come on the show. He's been nothing but fantastic. Uh, is there anything you would like to say, James, in closing? 
Uh, just always be positive, whether you believe in God or don't believe in God. Just be positive. Believe in yourself and be positive and be kind to people. <laughs> That's all. That's all I get to say. Excellent advice. Excellent. Excellent. Well, everyone, uh, Sunday at 3 p.m., I will be doing a This Uncanny Earth episode with Dennis Sumlin. We'll be talking about spirituality. Uh, next Thursday, we will be recapping our Ancient Aliens episode, um, giving some updates and just kind of talk a little bit more about that. Next Friday, DeVille D.I. will be live for another This Uncanny Earth episode. As you remember, I was on his show, Thoughts uh, by DeVille D.I., and I was on DeVille D.I., sorry, and I was on there, so we're going to extend the same courtesy. So next Friday, 10 to midnight, um, check out James Creechbaum on Night Dreams Talk Radio. Did I get that right, James? Did I get that? Uh, yes. Right? Or you can go to the website, www.nightdreamstalkradioafterdark. And now is that a .com after that, just so everybody knows? Or, yeah, so nightdreamstalkradio.com. Okay. Because I know there's like .nets and all that jazz, so. No, 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 good point. Yeah, it's .com. <laughs> well, James, it's been a blessing. It's been an honor and a privilege. Uh, so, as I always say, why be boring when you can be uncanny? Good night, folks. See you folks next week. Bye. Thanks for having me on, guys. You're welcome.